Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. It is time for Talk of the Town once again from the KTOE studios. My name is Lisa Kay. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. I'm so excited for my guest today. Uh, my guest is going to be doing a reading of a book that she has written. And if you have been a KTOE listener for any amount of time, you might remember the name Rhonda Redmond. Rhonda Redmond, local author, community arts activist, former host here on mm-hmm. KTOE. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. It's so good to have you back in the building mm-hmm. and learning a little bit about uh, what you have been up to. Um, today, we're going to be talking about your writing Mm-hmm. mainly, um, and I'm holding the book here, which I told Rhonda uh, when I received the book and read the book, um, and it's it's not a, a thick book, it's not uh, a long read, nope. but it is a meaningful read, and holy cow, I was in tears, went out to the front desk, talking to the ladies out in the front <laughs> desk, they're like, what's going on? I said, I just was reading this book, Yeah, and this is a book that Rhonda has written, it's a book of poetry said the old widow to the new what to expect when you are unexpecting what a title thank you what a title well it was a, it was a spin-off you know if you've had a child in the last 20 years mm-hmm. you know the book what to expect when you're expecting yes and um when when my husband died very unexpectedly in 2019 um that that kind of shift that family based um unbelievable unexpected indescribable change it was not unlike now you have this new baby right you know so it's 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 a it's a seismic change and this seismic change was just going the other direction you know like here instead of here's this new life that's coming in and your life is completely different because of it it's a you just here's this, here's this life that's suddenly gone yeah and your life is completely changed because of it and, and in my case it was completely unexpected so completely unexpected mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about it now yeah can we, can we talk yeah. a little bit before we talk about the process for sure for sure so you know um, my husband and I met when we were both students at Mankato State we were in the creative writing program and um, we were married and lived in St Peter and we have two kids. Um, and he struggled with uh, sleep apnea, mm-hmm. just it was fitful sleeper, did not wear a sleep app machine. So let this be my public service announcement for wear your sleep app machine. Oh. And your your heart just needs you to sleep. Right. And so his heart just stopped one day. And so it was, you know, Friday night, we're walking down to Patrick's getting nachos and watching Netflix and he died in the middle of the night. And that's what you woke to. That's what I woke up. I woke up to um, my son coming home mm. and finding him. So it was, it was rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even telling the story there, I guess I wasn't aware of that part of it, but mm-hmm. it, it, if we can just talk about the sleep sure. apnea part for a second, it took me 20 years to get my husband to go to the doctor for the yep. sleep apnea. Um, and I, it took me recording him on my cell phone because he wasn't believing mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll tell this story in public. He knows mm-hmm. this too, but it, this is what you sound like in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And finally he made the appointment and he's got the machine now, thank goodness. And he's okay. sleeping much better, but take care of yourself first of all. Um, and maybe you won't have to write this book of poetry like you did. Yeah. Uh, uh, how long after his passing did you 
think about writing or did, is well, this something that came out of, I'm just going to start, because if you're a writer anyways, yeah. do you just start writing and then does it morph into a book of poetry or how did that work? Well, this is how it happened. So, um, so Jim and I were coming up on our 20th wedding anniversary and so we decided we were going to really splurge and buy something we couldn't really afford. And we were going to get a hot tub, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So we were so excited about the hot tub. And I'd been really getting back into writing poetry very regularly in the last few years. And um, uh, an opportunity came up at The Loft in Minneapolis mm-hmm. to work under this poet named Dennis Smith. And their work is unbelievable. They just blow me away. And... Um, but a year-long class at the loft, and the class was specifically around generating a poetry manuscript. Okay. And a year-long class at the loft is about what it would cost to get a hot tub. Oh. And so I was off on this little solo writing weekend, and Jim called me, and he said, Honey, um, I don't think we should get a hot tub. I think that our anniversary present should be you taking this class. Oh, my. Right? So I'd started the class in January and I had this project that I was working on and it was going to be a novel in verse, a a young adult novel. And um, that was January and Jim died on April 13th. Mm. And I immediately, I, I turned to writing. I mean, my muscles were already conditioned. My brain was already churning in that direction to be, to be writing and be processing and it was already a part of a daily practice for me at that point. And so I immediately, I started writing to just try to process what just happened. Right. You know what, like suddenly I'm crying and like I didn't really, people talk about ugly crying. Yeah. I didn't really know what that was mm-hmm. <laughs> until, you know, and so processing that and what does this mean for me and my kids and my life and writing about it was just my natural way of being able to move through those thoughts and figure out what happened and looking at them through an artistic lens, through metaphor, through, you know, I I had such a drive to explain how it felt and I needed to lean in on all of my tools as a poet Mm -hmm. to really say how it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you how much editing went in? Because when you talk about all of the raw emotion mm-hmm. that you had felt and the ugly cry, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Like I felt it when I was reading uh, the, the works in the book. Thank I you. could feel it. Um, the way that you painted with your words, mm-hmm. the emotions that you were going through. So I wonder when you're writing and you're just in your own space and you're not thinking about sharing with the world, mm-hmm. Where do you go when you're ready to share it with the world? And uh, did you at any point in time have to edit, tone down, amp? Oh, absolutely. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I will say, you know, so because I was in that year-long poetry workshop, um, you know, obviously I missed a few weeks after Jim died, but I had um, a, a core group of poets, including a poet who I greatly admired, and we were in a in a weekly writing workshop, mm-hmm. and so they um, they had played a, a big role in helping me um, choose the poems that ended up in the collection, and helping me refine. And um, some of the poems that are in the collection are poems that I had written. T- well, one of them I I'd, I'd written almost thirty years before. Okay, 
that's a different story. But um, so working with that group was um, was a big part of my process. But I will tell you that between the poetry and um, what I always refer to as like the generative writing mm-hmm. um, and then just daily journaling, I had five hardback journals that are about 150 pages each. Wow. That was the first six months after he died. How, how often did you find yourself? It was well, every day would you write oh, something? Sometimes, many times Just in a day. Just sitting there. Yeah. Because I, I stepped away from work for a while. And, you know, I, I just, I was very, you know, doing therapy. I'm, you know, going for walks and screaming and crying on the prairie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, my life, I, I had the privilege of being able to make my life all about being in those emotions and, and working and processing and learning and healing. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I do that best with a pen in my hand. Okay. So there was a lot of words that didn't make it into the and the what the book represents um, about half of the manuscript. So that's what's called a chat book. Okay. So the full manuscript is about sixty sixty five pages, and um, when you when you self publish a portion of it, that means that the full manuscript is still viable for royalty publishers or traditional publisher. Okay. Okay. So so far I have, I think. 15 or 16 rejections on the full manuscript. Hmm. So still looking for a home on that. Right. Um, How does that feel? How you does know, that, I, as an artist, yeah. as somebody that, okay, it's not <laughs> it's like, a, it's a, not a story that you came up with yep. out, out of your imagination. This is raw feelings that you're writing down yep. and you have this manuscript. The rejection of the mm-hmm. raw feelings. Yeah. Can oh, I, yeah. like, how, what is that? How do you do, how do it's, you... You know, I'll say I, you know, I, I got my MFA um, in poetry from Mankato State and I've been writing and submitting and getting rejected for a long time. Okay. And you just, you learn that it's a part of it. I mean, J.K. Rowling was, you know, she had like, what, 35 rejections on Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it becomes, it's just part of, it's part of the game and it's part of what it takes. And I feel... Um, very proud of that body of work and I feel proud of it artistically and um, it's it's the best work I've done to date and so when I get a rejection from a royalty publisher I know that you know I might have been in the top five and I still didn't get in Mm -hmm. that happens Mm -hmm. or they might have been like well we're really not in a place for widow poems and that's okay too you know Mm -hmm. or there are other voices they're trying to amplify not this middle-aged white one there's room for everybody, and if the manuscript is meant to be published, it will be. Right. I love that uh, mm-hmm. attitude of, of leaving it up to maybe the right people haven't found it yet. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Rather than rather than taking it so personally. I was just wondering, since it's oh, such yeah. a personal topic. Oh, no, I get it. You know, yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that more difficult for you? Um, our guest today on Talk of the Town is Rhonda Redmond. She is a local author, also community rights activist. You have uh, appeared here on KTOE before, but we can find your voice with our friends up at Minnesota State University, Mankato, at the yeah. radio station up there. Yep. I do um, I do a show on KMSU. Um, I'm one of three hosts that hosts live from the Art Center of St. Peter, and it airs at 1 o'clock on Thursdays. Um, and the show's archived too for mm-hmm. two weeks at a time. But mm-hmm. 
I do um, I do a show every third week, and um, that's been a lot of fun. And I get to bring in people from the arts community and talk to them about their process and just uh, you know expand what we all understand is our artistic community. And, and I also get to take the microphone and make people listen to poetry and not my poetry, other people's poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I yeah, love so that. And it, sometimes when you're hosting a show, it's difficult to be able to talk about yourself. So that's why I wanted you on today. So we okay. could talk a little bit about you since you're highlighting the arts community so much in what you do. Um, you're an artist yourself, so we need to make sure that people know where to find you and some of the work that you're doing, which we should talk a little bit about Sidetracked, which is a wonderful business in town for our arts community yeah. and really welcoming to all. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing at Sidetracked. So I'm going to be doing a reading at Sidetrack on Saturday, September 22nd at 6 p.m. And uh, just going to be gathering in Patty Rusky's store down there on Park Lane in West Mankato and um, given a given a poetry reading, reading from my book. Um, my book is actually for sale down there. You can also get a copy at the Art Center of St. Peter. Those are really the only physical locations I'm in right now. Okay, though I'm always reachable by Facebook. And so um, if people are listening, and because I'm going to have you yeah. read, I'm going to have you read if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, from the book in, in a bit here. Said the old widow to the new, what to expect when you are unexpecting poems by Rhonda Redmond. She's going to read for us in a little bit. But um, if you want to see her reading from the book, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to come up on the 22nd at 6 p.m. at Sidetrack. Um, so thank you for supporting them as well. Absolutely. It's a great business. So let's talk uh, a little bit about what you do moving forward here. Now, are you planning on publishing any more, not the whole entire manuscript, but this was self-published. How, how does that work? You know, great question. And that's something that I learned about in the course of my loft class um, that year in 2019. Um, so I, there's, it used to be once upon a time when people were self-published, it was talked about, it was called vanity publishing mm -hmm. and it was the the sort of subtext to it was you're not good enough to get published so you're gonna publish this yourself, do it yourself and, right because right, you, you know whatever um now there's something called hybrid publishing and and i liken it to the fact that you know um you can be a musician and now there are ways to get your music out there without having to you know get chummy with a a the record label, a record and all label, of that. right? I mean, look at all these people that are now on the radio because of TikTok, right? Exactly. You know, this happens in TV and music and movies, mm -hmm. and you know, and so um, what I went through a hybrid publisher in Minneapolis called Beavers Pond Press, and it was basically like paying for a project manager mm -hmm. to take you through all of the steps of publishing. Mm. Um, they had uh, cover designers that I worked with. So it was basically like paying for a project manager to take you through all of the stages of publishing. They had um, a designer for the interior space of the book. They had a designer for the cover. They worked with the printer. I got uh, paid for printing at their rates. Um, and so I ended up with what and, and it's also registered with the Library of Congress. So there's oh. a, all of that official stuff is done. Okay. And I didn't I was able to focus just on the writing and not on the business side of it. Mm -hmm. And so I did pay for that. Yeah. 
Um, but I also did receive. Sounds uh, like it's worth it to me. It, it was yeah. very much <laughs> worth it. And uh, there's a note in the in the book uh, acknowledging Prairie Lakes. Mm-hmm. And I did get a, a emer- not an emerging artist, a, a $3,000. I forget the name of it. But the $3,000 grant um, went into help defer some of the cost nice. on this as well. So it was kind of a no-brainer to do it that way. And, and it allowed me to... Um, bring that work out into the world. So, so Jim died on in April of 2019. So by April of 2020, I was unboxing the books. Wow! Yeah, that was fast it was. It was, and you know, the manuscript was was done by December of that year, mm-hmm. and um, so it was so much a part of my healing process to be able to see that in a book. I mean, Jim was a writer. Jim was an amazing writer. Um, there's uh, poems from him in the full manuscript. There's at least one poem in the chapbook. Mm-hmm. And so to, you know, I very much felt him with me in that moment, unboxing the books, because it was something he always knew that I had in me to do. If you want to see Rhonda read from her book, once again, that's on the 22nd at Sidetrack, 6 p.m., uh, it's a it's a free event. Just yes. come in and you don't even need to let them know you're going to be there. Just be there. Please do. And with our last few minutes, would you read something for us, please? Absolutely. So uh, this poem is called The Widow Redmond. I want to say I will be okay. I will be okay. And I want the act of saying it to make it true. I'll even believe it as deep as I can, which is to say, not very, not today. Coach me. Tell me what to say. I'll throw my face away and smile until the corners of my mouth shake. Tell me what to clean and what to ignore and for how long and for how often. Should I make my bed every day? Tell me what food won't sit in my stomach like hot, rotten stew. Should I vacuum out the car yet? Shall I tell the bathroom mirror one inspiring quote about love and loss and happiness to come every single morning? I want out of this. The thing is, I don't worry about the future because it's already awful. At best, it's buzzing and empty with time still running too hot to too cold. At worst, sobbing and pleading him into my pillow in the morning. You see... I'm too busy with empty to imagine happiness. Too caught in loss to remember if it's still Tuesday or not, and it's almost always still Tuesday. In fact, it's still morning. Remember how time used to work? You couldn't quite catch it, or or you couldn't quite catch enough. Now time is a bad roommate who can't get enough of hanging out with you. It's staked a claim in your front pocket and says, not yet every time you reach in to touch it. It goes backwards even, but fast and sudden like a -a tilt-a-whirl. Did I mention my stomach? On every backswing, he's still alive, and I have to remove myself from that truth every time the car yanks me forward. I want peace, focus, certainty, only the tiniest bit of worry. I want Xanax and hours that are more and my sadness wrapped like Christmas tree lights in circles to my feet. Said the old widow to the new, what to expect when you are unexpecting Rhonda Redman. 
perfect painter with words. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to put the information once again in the show notes on KTOE.com, Friday, September 22nd at 6 p.m., her poetry reading happening at Sidetrack. And if people aren't able to make it out then and still want to connect with you, remind us once again where we can get your books. Um, they're available for sale at Sidetracked and through the Art Center of St. Peter in the gallery shop. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at Rhonda Redmond, R-O-N-D-A-R-E-D-M-O-N-D. Shoot me a note and I will pop one in the mail for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing a little bit of your life with me, Rhonda. It's good to see you. Thank you, Lisa. It's wonderful to be here.